Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel. And I'm Rick. Yeah, here we are again. Dad, I was reading a book recently I hadn't looked at in years. I remember the first time I got the book, I was like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And it just seems so, I don't know, it seemed kind of idealistic and and, and um, dreamy or something. Uh-huh. Ethereal sort of. I picked up the book again the other day. I was cleaning out my, I was actually about to give the book away. I was like, ah, so, and I started reading, I'm like, this is so profound. <laughs> and it got me thinking about how, just the idea that, I think we like to think all truth is for always. And uh-huh. it's a kind of a jolting thing to think about, but I don't think all truth is for right now. And I don't think we can handle all truth right now. And that's, I, I always go back to where Jesus, right before he left the earth, he's like, guys, there's a lot more I want to show you and tell you, but you can't handle it right now. So I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. He's going to guide you in all truth. And basically he's going to reveal to you as, as the spirit, as God sees you're ready for it, he's going to show you truth. Now that's a jolting thing because I like to think I have all the truth right now. Um, and especially as somebody that's, you know, as a teacher of God's word, I stand up on Sunday mornings and I'm, yeah. I'm looked to as someone who is supposed to have the truth. But the older I get, the more I realize I'm like, I, I feel like I've barely touched on any of the truth that's in the Bible. And specifically the Bible, the more I read it, you know, I've been reading the thing for 40, yeah. and I'm 45. I started reading when I was four, 41 years. Um, and I'm I'm getting revelations from the Bible stuff I've read before that are just a new layer of depth to it. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think I don't know. So I want to talk about that. That like there, I think there's certain truths that we just aren't ready for yet. And I think the danger is as you read something, and this is one of the things that's kind of scary mm. about people to say, um, "Well, I just don't know about it, if that's true in the Bible. Um, I don't know if I can swallow that in the Bible." And yeah, I'm well, saying, "Well, yeah, then okay. maybe we're the problem." not the Bible, because we always, Paul says this, he says, we see through a glass darkly. Basically, mm-hmm. he's like, at any given point, you cannot see the fullness of what's happening. And that takes some humility to acknowledge that, but we live in a world that where we like to think we've got the corner on everything. Yeah. Well, and, and it's hard to believe that what I'm seeing, I'm not seeing clearly because I'm seeing it and I can mm-hmm. see it with my own eyes. And so therefore what I see must be true. And so consequently, if the Bible presents a truth, that is different than what I've seen, then I obviously have to believe my own eyes. Right, and 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 but maybe it's your limited experience right it, yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And that's the challenge. I mean, as, as I get older, I mean, I've had quite a few experiences in life, but I remember there's stuff that I'd read in the Bible and I'm like, gosh, I, was, I wish that wasn't in there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. But now the older I get, I'm like, that's why that's in there. You know, you yeah. see in the world starting to disintegrate in certain areas. And, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have this problem. But now I'm seeing it. I'm like, oh, that's why that weird thing was in the Bible. And you go, why yeah. would anybody even address that? It's that cyclical nature of here, we're coming back around to it. And we're like, we're going to need that truth. And yeah. it's just so fascinating. But it it's so easy to fall into this uh it's so easy to fall into something and read it and go, or, or hear somebody talking about something. Like, well, that's completely irrelevant to my life. Mm-hmm. But if it's truth, it's always relevant. But maybe it's just not a truth you're ready for. Yeah, and uh, you he, you hit the key there. You know, um, the idea of our experiences, mm-hmm. because that's what the very thing that makes the Bible always relevant in our life is the very thing that when we were younger made us kind of throw it aside and go, well, I don't even understand it. Yeah. And you, cause you read it and if you haven't experienced a certain thing, you can't relate to it. And I, I, people have to go, well, I don't see how that works. Yeah. You know, it, like for example, I'll give you an example here. I 
and I think I heard you comment on this one time too, I began to understand the father heart of God more than ever before when I became a parent. And I didn't think it would change me that much. I didn't think it would, you know, but, and people go, well, I'm, I've never had kids, but I can understand it because I had a father, you know, and you really can't. No, you know, you can't. And, and when you become a parent, all of a sudden you begin to realize, you know, well, for example, the, he only disciplines those he loves, you know, and you begin to understand a little more, wow, discipline really is an aspect of love. You know, you don't just allow that child to run out in front of the street but you discipline them so that they learn to discipline themselves. Which small cultural rant, that is a huge concern I'm seeing. I see like the world, our culture is being more and more driven by people who don't have kids and don't have an understanding of passing on something to the next generation. They think they do, yeah. but until you've had a kid, you go, and I've only got one, right? But I'm like, that's one of the driving things behind me. I'm like, how am I going to create a world that's good for this kid to grow up in? And there's more and more people that are running our government, more and more people that are having their lofty ideas blasted out of the internet. Do they don't know the first thing about life? Because honestly, they don't have kids. Now you can write, <laughs> you can write me hate mail if you want. You, I say that you know some things about life, but there's yeah. an element of life that awakens in you when you have a kid and you go, you just don't understand it. I'll never forget when my, when my daughter was first born, when Elise was first born. I looked at her, I'm like, how can I love somebody so much and be willing to sacrifice so much for something? someone that has never done anything for me. Right. The yeah. kid just takes, takes, takes. Yeah. But something is awakened in you. And um yeah, but but and I thought I got it until the child was born. I even thought I got it the day before the child was born. Yeah. And then when Elise is born, this baby is there, you're like, whoa, something's awakened in you. Yeah. It's like a, a new level of awareness is awakened within yeah. you. And I that's what I think tends to happen with us. Um and that's the danger though, because we're always well, you might take that back a step. You think you understand what marriage is going to be like. Who understands what marriage get, is? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Well, don't get married until you're ready. Nobody's ready for <laughs> you're marriage. You're never going to be ready. Yeah. Never get married. Because you. it's just there are a lot of things that you just cannot do. Ride a bike. Yeah. You're never going to learn to ride a bike until you actually get on it and start doing it. Yeah. You, know, you can read all about it, but you got to get on it and start doing it. And there's, there's a lot. So anyway, the point is the very thing that makes us frustrated with the Bible at the start is the very thing that makes it relevant to us all our life. Cause as our experiences grow and expand, mm -hmm. then, Oh, now I understand what that meant. And, you know, I think there's an interesting, cause you were talking about how the older I get, the more I realize I don't know anything in the scripture and I'm not even sure I asking the right questions. That's where I am. And I'm sure I have the right questions, let alone the answers anymore. And I think it's interesting. There's a story when uh, they brought the woman who was caught in adultery uh, to Jesus, do we stone her? Do we not stone her? And he he just writes in the ground, uh, starts writing in the ground. Which we don't know what he wrote. We don't know what he wrote, yeah. but then he says, let him who's without sin cast the first stone. And the people, those who were going to stone her, start disappearing. But it's interesting, there's an interesting note up there. It says, and they started leaving from the oldest to the youngest. Mm. And I thought, and that's in there for a reason and it, I just kind of see it. And, and when I was younger, I go, well, what's that all about? You know? And now I kind of realize, oh, the older you get, the more you realize I'm a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was young, I thought, man, if I can just get over this one thing in my life, I'll be perfect and live perfect. And then maybe conquered that. And there's like, oh, something else pops up. Oh, and it's kind of the old story of the onion and the Bible's that way too. You know, you take the onion and you peel off the peel and like, oh, wait, there's another layer there. Oop, there's and it another burns layer. with every peel. 
Yeah. Every layer you get through. It just, yeah, there's it layer after layer after layer. And, and the word is that way too. And so you, what you're, you're understanding is something you read when you were younger and, oh, okay, that means this. But now I've had another experience. Oh, it means that. And then as you just experience life more, you begin to realize, wow, there was a, I'm not even sure what it means now. Yeah. It does mean that simple thing typically. So here's the danger of this line of thought. Of what we're we, talking about now. Yeah, yeah. This is what scares me is we have to have something to hang our hat on. Mm-hmm. And I do get nervous with people that are just like, we don't even know what truth is. I'm like, no, no, no. no There's no. enough truth revealed that we know what, to, we have a hard enough time acting on the truth we know. Right. We know plenty. Yeah. It's, it's the, but that's where I think where it gets dangerous is because you can go to this other side of kind of like, well, I don't know if there is even it. Everybody's truth is based on your perspective. And there's an element of that. Your, the truth that you understand is based on your perspective, but you're really limited. That's yeah. what's frustrating to me is I, I hear people talking about how jacked up America is, for example. Now, listen, America's got its issues. But a lot of these people, they've either gone on a cruise ship to another country and seen a curated version of that country, yeah. or they've never lived in that country. And I get frustrated because I'm like, have you ever lived? I had a guy that was like, I'm going to leave the U.S. I'm like, you do that, buddy. Move yeah. to Zimbabwe. Have it. Have at it. Move to Zimbabwe, live like the locals, and see what's, if if you were okay with, you know, it's the, if the U.S. really is the most unjust society in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Zimbabwe, they're taking away farmland in the name of justice, right, from from people that have produced it, and now they're having the starvation that's happening. It's happening all over the, the place, you know, in the name of what's a good idea, people are starving. And I see that so much, I'm like, with la- we have such a limited perspective, and it's so dangerous to think that our all we have is, our truth is the truth. Right. Because you... I don't know anything. I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot. I speak some languages. I've talked to a lot of people. I've read a lot. But I still, the more I go, I'm like, man, I really have such a small slice of understanding of what's actually the whole truth. That's what I think Jesus was saying. He's like, if I, if I drop the whole truth on you guys right now while I'm here, it would crush you. You have no, yeah. no idea the weight of what that would mean. Uh, so I'm going to reveal it to you slowly. That's the God's gift of minimum necessary force. He <laughs> he stretches us just to the amount we can do it. They talk about that in counseling. They say when you're doing counseling, you're trying to help someone heal, you can only push them a little bit past, maybe like 5% past what they're ready to confront because most of us aren't ready to confront more truth uh, than, than that. And so you have to do a little bit. Of, if you do too much, it crushes them. And like you tear them open and then they're, they don't know what to do with it and they either become worse or they come yeah. back or they don't come back anymore. So it's just a... I don't know. It's a very humbling thing. And, but what concerns me is we live in this world that seems to be so enlightened because we say, well, we don't know what truth is. So where do we find that balance between, I don't understand, I don't know everything, but I know enough to operate with. And even that little bit that we say we operate with, some people are going to say, you're so judgmental based on that. So how do we not be judgmental? It's a very, it's mushy and I don't like it. I don't like the mushy line there of what's you know, being confident in the truth, you know, and living that out, which could sound like judgment, making a judgment call to some people. Yeah. And, but then the idea that, but there's also a ton of stuff we don't get. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, you know, again, as you said, we know, we know all we need to know, you know, in other words, you know, talking about like, for instance, salvation, just something as simple as that, you know, 
Um, you know, is it from the foundations of the earth? He has chosen those that are going to be saved and won't be saved. Or is it from, is it my decision or is it his decision or is it blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't need to know that. All I need to know is that I put my hope and my confidence in Jesus. It's not in me. Now, whether that was something determined from the foundation of the earth or whether it's, uh, you know, something I decided, I don't know. I, you know, and I don't need to know. All I need to know is all the call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, I'm calling upon you. And, mm. you know, that's one of those scriptures. I wish it were a little more detailed. What do you mean, call on the name of the Lord? Yeah, what is calling the name of the Lord? Is it calling yeah. the name of the Lord like uh, the thief on the cross? Yeah. Or is it repent and be baptized, which yeah. it says both are required? Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, we don't need, we don't need to know all that. But I've heard preachers say we do need to know that to have confidence in our faith. Well, uh, okay, to maybe to have confidence in your faith. And they're preachers I actually like too. Yeah. So, But maybe it's to have, maybe your confidence doesn't have to be in your faith. Maybe your confidence just has to be in Jesus. Right. It's just a matter of, okay, I am totally screwed up. I am a total mess. And your wife will agree to that. <laughs> but, but my hope is in him. And Jesus, you're going to be the one to get me through. Yeah. And, and because again, I think the more we put our confidence in our own ability, the more we're going to have our faith rattled. Because again, a new revelation comes along. It's like, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong about this too. Right. Oh, wait, the world might be round instead of flat. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And, and so we're so easily shaken if it has anything to do with the confidence in our own ability, our own understanding. I mean, it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that got us into trouble in the first place. We tend to worship at knowledge and it's just not all that it's cracked up to be because again, we're all, are, we're always going to see and understand. And here's the other thing. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts a little bit, you know, no, maybe we can stretch and get as the heavens are higher than the earth. I don't care how hard you stretch. You're never going to stretch that far. And so he's always going to be, uh, well, it, it, um, oh, the depths of the riches, this is an end of Romans, of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments mm. and his ways past finding out. What it says is, you can give it your best. It's past your ability. It's beyond your ability. Is un- unsearchable are his judgments. Well, I think if I just search deep enough, I'm going to get all the truth. I'm going to understand why he judges this way and why does the Bible clearly tells you it's beyond your ability to grasp. I mean, it kind of infers that in Isaiah with yeah. thoughts are heaven higher than the earth. But here it clearly says, you're just never going to reach it. It's beyond finding out. It's unsearchable. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. You're not, I mean, Job figured that one out when the Lord starts telling, let me just ask you a couple questions here, Job. Where were you when this happened? Where were you when that, have you ever done this, Job? Have you, somebody has asked me the other day, what's the weight of fire? You know, I, said, uh, I Googled it. You can find the weight of fire, by the way. Depends but depends on like, how big the fire is. Well, true. Yeah. yeah I guess. That, I mean, that goes back to Psalm 131. Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised to hide. I do, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Yeah. That's a verse that used to bother me. Because it seems so passive. It's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and just let life happen to me. But there is an element of, I mean, it, it's the it's the paradox of this faith. Like truth is so big that some, what's it, Niels Bohr, he said, the opposite of a true statement is a false statement. The opposite of a profound truth is typically another profound truth. 
And yeah, the tr- the tension you see in yeah, scripture. it's just a paradox of like mm-hmm. of of that. Like, there's so many paradoxes in our faith that you go. At first, when you see it, you're like, yes, it's this way, and then you go, and then it can't be that way, and then you go, well, it's that too. And there's so yeah. many. I mean, that paradox: are we saved or are we being saved? Yes. Yes. Will we be saved? <laughs> yes. yes. There's yes. a third one in there. Yes. Yeah. Am I a sinner or am I a saint? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And you need the tension of both. Like, yeah, we right. are saved by grace and God does not see us as a sinner. But if you stop, if if you don't recognize your sin, there's, again, there's a, there's a place yeah. for that truth. Like if you don't recognize your sin and see that, man, I'm a, I'm a wretched sinner. I have this prone to wander, Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Yeah. If you don't see that you're going to, there's this self-righteousness and that's naturally going to blind you. Yeah. But there's also the reality that you can't live a righteous life until you see yourself the way God sees you. And he does not see you as a sinner. Yeah. Paradox, different truths for different times. And that's the, I mean, that's the uncomfortable line I started out with that was like, I, not all truth is for right now, right? There's a truth you need right now. And maybe the truth you need right now is I need to be convicted of my sin. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, but then maybe the truth you know you need right now is God doesn't see you that way anymore. It's this tremendous paradox. That, I mean, I've heard it said, it's not yes and no, it's yes and also, um, which is maybe that verse, all God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus, right? <laughs> yes and you amen. Know, what, like it's, there's this element of, we need all of those truths, but if you, say, and this is where I think the, the the older you go in the faith, the longer you go in the faith, the more you realize, yeah, it's that that thing I really believed vehemently when I was older, but it's also this other thing. And they build on each other. So you you get to a, this level of understanding and then you transcend that, maybe see another level of the understanding, but you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You incorporate that other belief, that other thing in it too. And that's the nature, I think, of truth that's so challenging. And that's why I guess that's why as you, as you, I, you know, I'm reading this book and I'm like, yeah, I can actually buy this. Um, now the danger is you, a lot of people say, well, that's going to lead to universalism if you open your mind up too much. And, um, I, I, somebody that I love dearly the other day told me, he's like, well, don't be reading stuff like that. That's going to, that's going to mess with your theology. I'm like, well, maybe my theology needs to be messed with. I mean, uh, so it's it, it requires a humility, and I think that's where you stay connected to the Word of God, right? So you read these other things, and if but if you stay connected to the Word of God, yeah. um, you're not going to stray, I believe, from from the truth. It's but it comes back to that you said it a minute ago. I, I heard somebody say the whole Bible is summarized by Proverbs three, five, and six, five to six. Um, trust, trust in, in the, the Lord, Lord with all your heart. with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. It's this idea that I trust that God's truth is ultimate truth, even if I don't understand all of ultimate truth. Right. Yeah. And he's going to reveal it to me as I need it. So if something's confounding me or frustrating right me right now, I go to him and I say, Lord, reveal the truth I need right now for this situation, whether it's your parenting. I mean, that's the same thing with some kids. Like as a kid, they need all these tight boundaries and rules and restrictions, but there comes to a point where the, the relationship have to change and you have to trust the rules and boundaries you've set. Now they have the freedom to to bump up against them and work their way through them. And but it's both are true, right? Yeah. They need liberty, but they also need constraint. It's yeah. The paradox of so, it. Somebody, um, I, I something happened to me early in my Christian walk, which really helped me in many ways. And I came to this conclusion that just because I don't understand how something can possibly be true, doesn't mean it's not true. Now that may sound kind of like, well, you're just default, but let me give you the example. What brought me to that conclusion? 
early in my Christian walk, a guy was uh, kind enough to give me a book, A Hundred Contradictions in the Bible. And I read a few of them, and I thought, oh, that's stupid. That's not a contradiction. That's obvious what it was. But there was one in Proverbs that really threw me off. And it threw me off. It really did. It said this. It says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be reduced to his level. Then the very next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be he think that he's wiser than you type of a thing. Lest he be wise in his own eyes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, whoa, whoa, that is a contradiction. I mean, I was 20, you know, whatever. Sorry for you, all you 20-year-olds. I didn't know anything. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, whoa, that is a contradiction. And I mulled it over and I meditated on it. And I finally went to my pastor and I said, man, like this is a contradiction in the scripture. And he goes, he said, it's just like saying you're between a rock and a hard place. Oh, he's saying, don't get involved with fools because you can't win. I go, oh, and all of a sudden I realized, I'll bet there's other things too that I don't see any way that this is not a contradiction, but obviously it is. So it really helped me a lot very early on to realize just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And maybe down the road, I'll get the understanding or find other people. There are probably other people. You're not the first who's dealt with this problem. Find other people. There's others who can help you through this. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.